Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. And welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Dyer today. Hello, uh, Dr. Diane. Hi, Dr. Dyer. Hi. Hi, Bill. How are you, my friend? I'm doing. I'm doing well. You. You have just. Uh, you've said. You've talked about so many things that that touch me. Um, I know that, of course. Every you know, uh, the thing about you know, I'm from Baltimore, of course, and what's happened in the last week, and you know, it's. Uh, I was I was ten years old when uh, we had the riots in uh, 1968, and I remember that. And uh, while it's that was much worse than this. Still, was that in was that in Baltimore as well? Uh, well, I just almost every most every big city you remember. Well, in, had, in Detroit, yeah. Detroit yeah. had major riots. Half the city was burnt down, not half, but a big portion of the city. And that that happened while my daughter was being born. Right, that um, was 67, my, my, right? Yeah, uh, that was nineteenth August first, nineteen sixty seven. We were in right. curfew, mm-hmm. and um, we were told not to go out. And my wife's water broke at that time. So that's that's my daughter Tracy always showing up at the wrong time. You know, what can I do? <laughs> but. but um, uh, yeah, but there's been a lot of focus on uh, on this, uh, you know, this kind of protesting, and there's there's sides, you know, it's understandable, and and yet there's also this a whole idea of destroying the things that uh, you know that, within your own city. Absolutely, um, just, all you do is hurt the people that that need that need the help the most. But uh, I mean, that CVS, that CVS store that you know they kept showing on TV, was, mm-hmm, you know, that's right. the only. I mean, there were like 25 liquor stores in the neighborhood and, and a CVS. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. just out of balance completely. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's not exactly the thing that we want to be uh, on the news about, but uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll help push some change, some Oh, it definitely will, thing. Bill. Oh, yeah, oh this, yeah, yeah. you know, th- th- this, you know, infinite consciousness is everywhere. I mean, there's, there's no accidents in this universe. This is right. all of this is right. uh, is a way of bringing more attention to the way that we deal with uh, people who don't have very much in our in our society. Right. Um, we just aren't very good to them, and we aren't very nice to them. Um, I've just located a woman who was on a show. Her name is Harriet Cleveland, and she lives in Montgomery, Alabama. And um, she was one of the people that was put into jail for two weeks um, because of a parking ticket, or a uh, she didn't have insurance, and she got a ticket, and then they, they just, it, the price of it was more than she could pay. And then she got so far behind because they kept adding fees and they kept adding fees. And then it turns out, you know, that she spent two weeks in, in prison. And I located her, and I'm, I'm working on writing a book with her about exposing the kinds of things that take place in, the, especially in our inner cities, and and the way that we treat, uh, you know, people who are poor and so on. That, uh, you know, we, you know, a lot of these smaller communities all around the country, they criminalize their entire um, population by just giving them, you know, crazy, insane tickets and then throwing them in jail and making right. them indebted to their governments. Are we, we, you know? Bill, the thing that I've had the most difficulty with in in trying to understand humanity and how we deal with each other in my lifetime is man's inhumanity to man. I just it is just very difficult for me to understand how the people the police could take this young man, this uh, Freddie uh, Freddie Green is that his name? Gray, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. and and have him. Uh, 
you know, have him shackled and thrown into the back without putting a seatbelt on him. And, uh, you know, it's like, what, why do we have that when our original nature is kindness and love for each other? And yet we just sort of abandon all of that in the name of, uh, you know, using violence as the way to, uh, to treat each other. Why especially do our governments, our governments, why our governments who are elected people who are elected for the purpose of protecting and caring for all of us, they become, they become, you know, they become like criminals themselves, uh, you know, give, you know, making people, uh, you know, into criminals by creating all kinds of legislative roadblocks to their being able to just to live peacefully and, and to have love. No matter what you think about what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing, no matter what you think about food stamps and no matter what you think about poor or Medicaid or any of those things. What about the love in our heart for our fellow man, whoever they are? I mean, for people to call themselves even Christians and they forget that Jesus' most important words were to love, love your, love the people that think of as your enemy, to only have love in your heart. That's what divine love is. And uh, how we can justify the ways that we treat the, the less advantaged in our society. Uh, we've got to come from a place of divine love. We have to. And uh, I believe that this is going to I give I just give uh, applause to the, uh, the people there who are bringing attention to this. And, um, you know, and ultimately police departments are going to have to realize that, uh, you know, you know, the, whether it, if it takes body cameras and if it, ta- if it takes this kind of attention and bringing this kind of attention, that's the way. That's why I know that we're moving to a higher place. We, we do it with lower energy, but ultimately we're moving to a place where we're going to be kinder to each other. And that's um, so I'm not so much concerned with, about revenge, uh, you know, right. and getting people convicted and thrown in jail. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm more, much more about forgiveness, but, but creating a sense of kindness and, and seeing, seeing the unfolding of God in every single person. If you're a police officer, and there are many police officers, far, far more, who really do live from that place, that higher place mm-hmm. of consciousness, you know. Right. Um, but when it's like seeing the unfolding of God in every, this is what Maslow used to teach us, is that self-actualized people are people who see the unfolding of God in everything and everyone that they encounter, you know, uh, rather than seeing you know, something to be violent towards or to have hatred towards. Our original nature is love, is love. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate your well, call yeah, very I, much today. Yeah, I, did you uh, have something else? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, you, you touched on your, on your doctor dissertation. My, right. my master's thesis was May 11th, 1989. The, uh-huh. the best day of my life, and my mother, uh, who passed away four years ago this month, um, she was so she was she was just like you know just like your mom was so proud of of what I you know what I did and everything. So Mother's Day, is a, you know, is a it you know I think a lot on on that day and everything and uh, about her and everything. Now. I do as well, and, and I. Think, but I, you know, I wanted to, the thing I wanted to quick tell you, but, uh, you know, I had, uh, we've talked, I've talked on the phone here about, uh, your, your, um, about my, I, I my manuscript turned out by 16 publishers and you used to mm. keep, you know, keep pushing. But I think I'm, you know, I, what I'm feeling now is a little bit of a, more of a sense of fear about, maybe a fear about my finances because, of course, I, I had the job uh, situation where I left the job and, and uh, getting something else has been a little bit difficult and everything. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess, 
although your you know your opening gave me a lot of inspiration because it's like yeah I'm a historian you know that's the you mm. know that may may not 26 years ago was a was a big deal for me I mean mm. I, you know I right. really and I guess I just uh, I guess I just need a little bit of a little bit of tough reassurance I guess mm. <laughs> yeah well you know you, you it's it's it, it, you know, it's like I've said this to my my daughters, so, all of my daughters, uh, so many times, and my sons too. But uh, particularly, I, I think about my daughter Sky, who was working on trying to get her uh, get her music published and so on. I used to tell her to contemplate, to uh, always within yourself, to to know that in your imagination you have this wonderful gift. It's the greatest gift you've been given. Is that anything that you place into your imagination gives you, you then absolutely because it's there in your imagination. It also, you have the power to, to manifest it and to make it uh, into a reality as long as you hang on to that. And I used to tell her to contemplate yourself as surrounded by the conditions which you wish to have to support what your vision is and to, and to never let your, your inner contemplative moments be affected by anything uh, that is going to take away from the vision that you have of what your life is to be. Your, the publication of your book, whether it's published by a publisher or whether you decide to self-publish it or whether you decide to, to go out on, on the internet and to tell people about it or whatever it is that you mm-hmm. to, to to consistently uh, see yourself internally. You know, I'm reading a lot right now about a man named Thomas Troward. Um, and uh, he lived he lived 100 years ago. He died 100 years ago next month. Um, and he used to say that, the, the you know, the... the uh, uh, the, the, when, when we look at, the, you know, the, 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 when you contemplate something within your mind, um, that you don't want to put, be contemplating the things that you don't want to manifest. He used to say that the law of flotation, he would talk about how things, you know, how we learned to make ships out of iron instead of wood, because for hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of years, we made ships out of wood because we just had a belief system that said that if wood floats, which it does, then therefore we have to make ships that make it float. But when then we discovered that it has nothing to do with what the, the flotation has nothing to do with the components of what it is that you're putting into the water it has to do with something called displacement the amount of water that you displace based upon what you push it into the water and he said that the the law of flotation where now we make ships out of iron which doesn't float but it doesn't make any difference because the law of flotation he said was not discovered by the contemplation of the sinking of things and um you know you don't want to be contemplating the sinking of things it's like i always say about orville and wilbur wright you know who uh, went down to kitty hawk in north carolina Mm-hmm. And were able to make an airplane fly. That the law of flying did not did, was not discovered by the contemplation of the staying on the ground of things. And we have a tendency to to, to think about the staying on the ground of things. You know, oh, this isn't going to happen. We can't make this happen. We can't. That that's the kind of thinking that you want to rid yourself of. And instead, make your inner world one in which you never take away what it is that you know your vision is and what you want to con- contemplate. Because when you stay there and you stay there from a place of love, ultimately, then whatever it is that you will need will be directed in your way. But if your internal world is focused on what you can't do and what's not going to happen and all the fears that you have, the universal subconscious mind, which is what you're a part of, will will align with whatever it is that you're putting out there and, and give you more experiences that match up to what your expectations are. And if your expectations are that things aren't going to work out and this is going to be 
you know, and I'm going to be poor and I just like, uh, and nobody's ever going to publish my book. And, and you get all of that crappy thinking, you know, going on. <laughs> the universe just, just keeps sending you more validation of what it is that you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. And all I can say to you is, I mean, I don't know if you've read my book. I can see clearly now. Absolutely. I have it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah it's really based upon just a look at throughout my entire life, all of the significant changes that I was able to make in my life, which brought mm-hmm. me more of the things, not only in my writing, but more of the ancillary things like the, the finances that came with it and all of the nice things about, you know, about having all of that happen and so on, uh, all showed up because I never contemplated it not working out. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't a, a, a way that I had of thinking. And, um, you know, that's really, that's really the lesson that you really need to hear today. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you read uh, my book, uh, that I wrote with my daughter that she, I, she actually wrote? I wrote, I helped her with it. It's called Don't Die with Your Music Still yes. in You uh-huh. by Serena uh-huh. Dyer. Mm-hmm. Have you seen have that? Yeah, I have, I have, yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I'd like you to read that. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of things in there. And we're going to send you a copy of Co-Creating at its best, my conversation with Abraham. Uh, I've got to get off. We've got to move on, okay. Bill. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's no, fine. don't be sorry at all. Uh, lots of people benefited from what we just talked about, and especially coming from from Baltimore. Be a light. Be a light there in Baltimore. You know, look look for, look, see the unfolding of God in everyone that's out there. Uh and our prayers not only need to go for uh, the, you know, for the young man who was, uh, you know, somehow died in the hands of the police, but also for those police officers as well, and and all of the right. other people who are out there just um, just trying to make the the world a safer, better place for all of us. Absolutely, it's, I mean, it's a, it's, yeah. I mean, I've lived here my entire life. It's a it's a it's a great city. It has a lot of a lot of good. It is about you mm-hmm. know that you were here last year and. Uh, I was, and not only that, but I lived there. I lived, uh, I lived in Laurel, which is right down the road right, from there, right. between Washington D.C. And I also was stationed in, uh, um, uh, you know, it was in Bainbridge at that time, right outside right, Havre de right. Gra- outside, mm-hmm. outside Havre de Grace, up Route 40, just a few miles uh, north of where you are. So, right, right, right. Yeah, I know the area very, very well. Yeah. All right. Much love to all of you there in Baltimore. Okay. God bless Thank, you. Thanks, mm-hmm. Doctor. You, you're welcome. Thanks, Bill. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.